Hi, I'm Lisa Collins, and welcome to today's edition of Real Christianity with your Bible teacher, attorney, Mosley Collins. Mosley is joined today by a special guest, Dr. Donald Partridge, an expert in helping divorced parents and stepfamilies. There is hardly one family within the hearing of my voice that has not been injured by divorce one way or another. And sometimes it seems the hurting just won't stop. Mosley and Dawn have a message of hope and healing. It's a new way to live in a world scarred by divorce. And now here is your teacher and my husband, Mosley Collins, with his guest, Dr. Donald Partridge. Thank you, Lisa. I am Dr. Donald Partridge, and I'm sitting in today for Mosley Collins. And today I have in the studios with me my daughter, my 31-year-old daughter, who is about the best person in the world. I have to say about because I, you have other brothers and sisters. No, and so they, I am. You know. I am the best. So say hi to everybody, <laughs> Joy. Hello, everyone. Um, we are in a series right now with my daughter, Joy, um, on on how to build healthy kids in today's divorce culture. Right. Um, I think, Joy, today we're losing our generation with yes. divorce. We are in a divorce culture. Everyone is touched by it. And the failings that we are finding in this divorce culture is through the roof. Oh, and it's affecting relationships. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and in particular, let's zero down on you. Um, and... Uh, what I want to do is introduce you a little bit, and then I want to. We're going to deal with some issues on how to build healthy kids. Um, your mother and I uh, divorced when you were five years old. Yep. Tw- today you're 31, so that's 26 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, for about 15 years of that, uh, since that divorce, at, when you were five, we were in in gross animosity and parent war. Yep. Um, you could not survive that emotionally. We, we basically took your soul out. Right. Um, in effect, we, 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 in effect, figuratively, we, we took you as a young child and we stretched you up to an adult age. We, we uh, stretched you up to our height. We zipped open your crani- cranium. We inputted in all this adult animosity into you. We closed your mind, crunched you back down to a child. And then we said to you, now go play and be normal. Right. And you could not play and you could not be normal. That's correct. Absolutely. It was yes. impossible for me to just go and and play so freely with other kids I, I just didn't have that inside of me um that that freedom that i saw in other kids i, I was bound just so tight inside and i and you didn't course, know why i had no idea why you had no idea oh, why. i had no clue i didn't even know why i mean i thought my parent wars were isolated between your mom and me and would not right. affect you or if it did affect you you were resilient the big myth that kids are resilient and that you'll go ahead and springboard out of this thing and you we found to our deep, deep sorrow that you went bad and then you went really bad and then you went really, really, really bad. Um, you became what we would call, um, this is a big word, but you became incorrigible. Um, uh, would you say that you were basically emancipated about 16, 15? 14, about- probably about 14, you know. I mean, definitely, you know, I... I just took on wanting to live my own lifestyle outside of whatever anybody else tried to say or have me do. And so I um, went on a big 
fighting rampage. And so I fought yeah. anybody who came in my way of wanting me to live a different lifestyle. Yeah, teachers, schools, coaches, everybody. everybody. Yeah, and everybody. It's so interesting because the wars that your mom and I practiced between one another ended up inside you. Absolutely. You had the wars inside you. Right. And I you didn't, didn't know that then. You didn't know that no, then. No, you just no. had something inside you right. telling you you can't do normal. Right. And I, I mean, I guess the best way to describe it is I felt angry all the time. Um, I felt sad. I felt frustrated. I felt confused. Um, you know, I didn't, didn't know. Didn't you compare yourself with other kids that All are doing, the time. Cause doing normal? I compared myself to my own brothers and sisters. I compared myself who were nor- to... Ev- who, who lived somewhat normal. Right. I had other siblings of mine who were living... Stepbrother and stepsisters. Right, that were living more of a normal lifestyle. And for me, I just I didn't have inside me. And I didn't understand why. And it was maddening. Like, that's the best way to describe it. I felt like I was going out of my mind. I didn't understand why I was the way I was. I would, I mean, I remember as a teenager just lying in my bed at night, you know, so upset about, you know, why can't, you know, everybody would ask me, why can't you make these decisions? Why can't you make these decisions? Why can't you do this? And, you know, in front of everybody, I was very defiant and, and all of that. But when I was by myself privately, I remember just crying and crying and crying and asking myself the same question. Why can't I do these things? Why can't I just be normal? Why can't I make different decisions? I didn't understand that the wars going on around me were now becoming a war within myself. I did not understand that. The principle is what parents say or do to one another, they do directly to their children. Right. Now, we didn't know that principle. You didn't know that principle. but that's Nobody knew the principle. But that's what came out. And now look, um, today you are... The best person in the world. I, I mean, I, we got to tell the radio audience. Um, my daughter, you'd give your right arm to have <laughs> my daughter across from me right now as your daughter because you're 31 years old. You have three brilliant, wonderful daughters. Mm-hmm. You have a brilliant, wonderful husband. He mm-hmm. is doing well financially. Mm-hmm. You are doing well financially. You're in the corporate world mm-hmm. with a national company and you're doing well. Um, you live in a beautiful home, you mm-hmm. attend church, you are, uh, you love God. I mean, you are living right now, Joy, the perfect life. Any kid would think that if they could have what you have and the, the, the bearing that you are bearing now, just the, the emanating this beauty and this, and, and life, they would want that when they were 31. And, uh, uh, what we want to do is find out what happened. Why were you at the absolute worst of the worst? Mm-hmm. And let me say to the radio listening audience, if you feel your kid is bad, uh, you don't know bad. <laughs> uh, my daughter before me is times two your kid. I mean, w- you were incarcerated. Things were, we were real bad here. Right. Um, today, though, you are not. And we've got to flesh this out and find out why. And there is one issue I want to bring bring uh, and center on today. And I want to simply say to you, uh, Joy, and I want to tell the radio listening audience that um, y- you have had all the adults around you fail you. You've had your mother and me, your father, f- do things in your childhood that have failed you. Uh, we caused those wars in you. 
we we basically we basically by our uh uh, irresponsible lifestyles created irresponsibility in you. You were just an innocent child wanting to go about life, and we ruined you. Um, your your grandmother uh, uh, opposes you in the sense of feeling that you're a, just a normal kid. Even today, um, she will still say and do things that um, uh, are showing that she she is carrying some difficulties with you. Right. Tell us a story recently of what happened with uh, you and your sister Allie. Um, well, the story between my sister Allie and I um, has to deal with my grandma when we were at my uncle's house and uh, my sister and I were sitting in another room and my grandmother was talking to my uncle and my aunt and she was sharing um, some information that started out with a story related to my daughter, then started out with a story related to um, me as a teenager and then moved into who I am today. And basically what she was doing to sum it up um, is that she was completely tearing me to pieces, saying that who I was as a teenager, how out of control I was and um, that I was never going to mount to anything and there was no hope for me and I was going to make all these terrible decisions still. Um, she related that to that's who I am today um, and that she's never forgotten and she knows that, you know, there's still no hope for me and, you know, life's always going to be very difficult for me and I'm always going to make the wrong decisions. And I mean, it was just one of those stories that just tore you to pieces. And, and to add on to this now, Okay, so now today you know your grandmother's opinion about you. Right. That you are a miserable, lost person. Right. Even though you have all these trappings of success, that she still knows who you really are. Right. Okay, right. now <laughs> now let me ask you a question. Um, your mom, uh, does your mom call you on the phone today? No, my mom doesn't. <laughs> your mom does not call you? No. Um, and uh, is your mom a Christian today? No. Um, although you are a Christian. Yes. And you have been Christian for years and years. Yes. Um, and your mom is not only not a Christian, but she is anti-Christian. Is that correct? She's spiritual. Spiritual. Yes, I would say that. She's very spiritual. She's not. She was very anti-Christian for many, many, many years. Many years. Okay. Um, today, she's. I would not say new, she's anti-Christian. Sort of. Yeah, sort of. yeah. She's she's found her own way of your of your religion. stepdad. Did you have a good relationship with no. your stepdad through your life? Not at all. Um, did your stepdad say or do anything to you to oh, scare you, or did yes. he defame you yes. or speak against you, yes. like your grandmother spoke against you? Yes. Oh, he. Yes, he was. A when you would go and when you were finally out of the house as an adult, when you'd go visit them, was there any communication with your stepdad? No. Oh, no. My my stepdad and I uh, had virtually no relationship um, once I moved out. And when I was living with him, the relationship we had was full of animosity, anger. Um, it, it was just a nightmare the, experience. Uh, the point, my point I'm trying to make is the adults around your life have failed you. Right, right. Yet, how do you respond to them? Do you love your mom? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Do you love your grandma? Oh, without a doubt. Would you be willing to build a great relationship with your stepdad right sure, now? Sure, absolutely. Um, now, <laughs> there's no reason why you should. And, and, and you have a relationship with me. Right, right. <laughs> there's no reason why you should. <laughs> uh, 
I have failed you. I have done some things, and you can probably remember some things that were, were catastrophic against you. Right. Um, why, why do you tolerate these people around you? Why don't you just go off in your own life and say, look, that's what they did. I don't need them. I've got my own life. I've got my husband. That's it. I, I don't need these people. Well, it's an excellent question and one that I've probably been asked many times um, because anybody who knows the details, the ins and outs of these stories, um, I know just in a quick overview, it's probably hard to understand the 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 amount of wrongs that have taken place in my life from um, some key people around me. Um, you but, should be but, filled with animosity right now oh, toward everybody. everybody. And you would be right to do so. Right, absolutely. Is that right? Oh, I absolutely. mean, you, you r- correctly can review in your mind the true failures of people oh, yeah. around you. Oh, absolutely. Very specific examples, very specific events. You are um, you are going to college today. You're 31 yes. years old. You're going to college today. You have a you have a future desire to become an attorney, a law attorney, and family law go into family law. But you know you're going to college today because your mom and I ruined you to where you were not capable of even attending school at all. No, right. Back when in your teenage years. And yet, so you're paying the piper on that today. Right. So how I come you're to... not mad at us now? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> how come you're not walking out of <laughs> the, right. the microphone now going, Dad, you're at fault on That's this. That's right. Because I am. Uh, right. Well, you know, I definitely. Uh, we have messed your life up, Joy. Right. Well, and I'm, I'm correcting, you know, mistakes that I made when I was 18. No, uh, no, no. Wait but... a minute. Let's focus on the parental mistakes. Right. Yet you're saying to me you love your mom. You love well, your oh, dad. without a doubt. Do yeah. you love your grandma? Absolutely. Does she say, when you're talking to your grandma now, does she still say derogatory things? Oh, abs- absolutely. Yeah. I mean, she's still... To this day, um, will say things that are very hurtful, and you just what? What's the story? Real well, quick, real quick story. When you were with your sister on another time, right? So real quick, um, when um, most recently, when I was with my sister um, again, we were visiting my grandma, and my sister was sharing some stories about some successes going on in her life, and my sister or my grandmother turns to my sister and says. Um, you know, I just want to let you know, Allie, I'm so proud of you. I'm really proud of the person you've become. You've always said that you never wanted to be like your sister. You. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I mean, so she absolutely lambasts you. I mean, she right. cuts you down I mean, right in front of your sister. What did your sister do? My sister was just absolutely in shock. And I could see, like, it took a second for her to register. And I could see she was starting to become angry. And behind her, I was just shaking my head, like, just let this go, Allie. You got just breathe, move on, let this go. Let me oppose you a little bit because I want to take the side of your sister. <laughs> Look, um, you've had people do you so wrong, right. yet you have responded back so well. Right, right. And we're and and the question is is you were so bad. Why are you so good? I think we may be touching on a major key of why things are going so good for you now and they weren't before right. and it's because of response right absolutely why are you why are you carrying such good response today that's the question i have because everyone has brothers sisters adults that have done them wrong absolutely 
everybody has their blame card. Everybody has their story of let me tell you what my dad did to me or my mom did to me. And if anybody has that story, you have that story. Absolutely. And there's no reason why you should be without blame right now. You should be filled with criticism, hatred, and animosity. Back in 20 seconds. I hope you're enjoying today's edition of Real Christianity with attorney Mosley Collins and Dr. Donald Partridge. You can get a copy of today's message or purchase the entire series by going online to donaldpartridge.com. That's donaldpartridge.com. Now, let's get back to our message. Thank you, Lisa. All right, Joy, come clean now. I mean, you you are today the, you epitomize success today. Just right. look at you. I mean, your hair, your nails, your clothes, your bearing, everything, your posturing is incredible. Yet you were absolutely the opposite when you were a child. Incorrigible, right. fighting, hatred, just, I mean, completely bad. And now you are, and and I want to find the keys of why you are who you are today. And we may be on a huge one now, and that is you continue to love the very people that you should not be loving. Absolutely. Well, why? And I think the thing is, is that what a lot of people talk about is they say, well, I don't need these people. These people are toxic in my life. You know, these people have done me wrong. And you know what? They are probably right. I know that when I was a teenager and I was growing up and I was angry, I was right and I was justified in my anger. I had a lot of people do a lot of terrible things against me, say a lot of terrible things against me. And the one thing that I learned growing up and the one thing as I as I started working through this in my, you know, later teenage years and early, you know, 20s and whatnot. And I started going through figuring out who I am and the type of person I wanted to be is the one thing that I learned to do is I learned to live with amnesia. So I had to live with amnesia. I had to learn to forgive. And but why? W- why? Why not just say goodbye, everybody? Because why not say to your grandmother, I do not need her anymore in my life? Right. Well, the reality is, is that... You practice amnesia I, because you were feeling that's how you're going to continue the relationship, right. is you have to forget it. Right. Why but I ha- the thing is, is that to hear people say that, you know, forget them, I don't need them. I absolutely need them. My mom is part of who I am today. If she doesn't call me, who cares? I'm going to pick up the phone and I'm going to call her. I'm not living in a world of, you know, how many times is this equal? Or are we communicating equally? I could care less. Fine. So my mom is not someone who calls. She didn't call anybody. So I pick up the phone and I call her. I get over it. it who cares about if, if I'm calling her? My grandmother, she says stupid things. She says hurtful things. But she is my grandmother. She's part of who I am. She makes up my structure and my DNA. And outside of all of the insanity that my grandmother is, there is lots of great about my grandmother. I could, and I would be justified in holding on to all the toxic side of my grandmother, because there's lots of it, and I could hold on to that, and I could be angry about her, and I could move on. But I would lose not only this incredible side of my grandmother and the good that she can bring in my life, but I would also lose a part of me. Because she is me, and my mom is me, and you are me. I could lose my relationship with you. I could lose my relationship with my mom or all the others around me. But the person that suffers out of everybody, I'm sure other people would suffer, but the person that suffers if I lose these relationships is me. 
I'm the person that suffers. I have to live with this anger. I have to live with this pain. So you're saying because your mom is you, yes. because your dad is you, yes. because your grandmother is you, those are key individuals in your life yes. that what you do to them, you do to yourself. Absolutely. If I go against them, I'm going against, against myself. Against who you are. Because that's who I am. And it's you would still me. be a troubled 31-year-old yes. acting like a teenager Absolutely. trying to figure your life out. Yep. But what you did is you went down to the basic atomic level of who you were right. and respected what God has given you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, it's not an easy process. Um, you know, there are times that you have to go through a little bit of anger or you have to go through a little bit of sadness. But the point is, is that we move on, we forgive because we need to, in ourselves, live with the amount of peace and love. The Bible says, honor your father and your mother as the Lord your God has commanded you that your days may be prolonged, that may be go well with you on the land which the Lord your God gives you. In other words, what you do to your parents, you do to yourself. Yes. What The response you have toward your parents, it's, it's, how God is going to now respond to you. Absolutely. And and we're looking at why are you the best person in the world? Right. The model person in the world is because what you did to your parents, your grandmother, those key individuals in your life, what God has joined together, let not man separate. Right. And what you did to those individuals, you're doing to yourself. Absolutely. This is Donald Partridge. I want to thank you for tuning in. God bless you. Hi, this is Dr. Donald Partridge. In addition to teaching real Christianity, my friend Mosey Collins is a personal injury attorney. He has a calling from God to help those who have been badly injured, and he has successfully done so for 30 years. If you or a loved one have been badly injured, you'll want to call Mosley Collins for help. He has won hundreds of injury cases, and he can win yours. There's never a fee until he wins your case. So call Mosley and his staff at 916 444-4444. Just remember all fours for legal help. Thanks, Don. Now it's my turn. Dr. Parches is an authority on the needs of single parents, step families, and a new way to live in a world broken and scarred by divorce. But don't let what you have heard here today get away from you. I want you to have this series. So go to donaldpartridge.com. That's donaldpartridge.com to order this life-changing series of CDs today. If you have enjoyed this program, or if you would like Mosley and Dawn to speak to your group, call us at 916-444-4444. Now, here's a final word from Mosley. My dear listener, let me ask you a question. Have you prayed to receive Jesus Christ as your personal savior? I'm not asking you if you go to church or even if you call yourself a Christian, but have you prayed to receive Christ as your Savior? If you haven't, pray with me right now. Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart and be my Savior. Amen. If you sincerely prayed that simple prayer, just like I did 38 years ago, you are born again and you have the gift of eternal life. Get in a good Bible-based church and listen here for the next edition of Real Christianity. From all of us here at Real Christianity, thank you for listening. 
and we pray that God will keep you and bless you. If you're pregnant and considering abortion, I have important news. I'm attorney Mosley Collins. Perhaps you know my phone number, 444-4444. In the past, I've spoken about personal injury accidents, but today I want to help you if you are pregnant and considering abortion. I know that's a scary spot to be in. So we've created a new organization called SaveYourBaby.org. If you call us, we have resources, medical care, housing, and more to help you save your baby. And it's all free. Many people now believe abortion is a bad choice. Even the woman who brought the original lawsuit legalizing abortion now believes she made a terrible mistake. I don't want you to make a terrible mistake. So I hope you call me at 444-4444. We will help you without charge. But in the end, it's up to you because only you can save your baby. 